Education of our children doesn't begin and end at academia. There is a spiritual responsibility on each parent and teacher to nurture and train a young soul spiritually. This is called Chinuch. Join Rabbi G every Monday at 2 p.m. as he explores education and Chinuch for parents and teachers. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. What a 1.9, we are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss education, how to make the world a better place, how to make ourselves better people, how to influence our friends, our families, our community, just making the world to be a place that gives everybody an opportunity for growth, everybody an opportunity for achieving. It's just the, the world we want to be in. Especially these days. I mean, last week has been not easy for us in South Africa. I think that's an understatement uh, with all the violence and everything that's going on. I think we need to keep our hour in keeping it in safe, growing, keeping our hour in how to learn, how to educate ourselves to be better people. I got to share, just a few days ago, I was listening to High FM, as we all do, and I heard a very, um, I don't want to say disturbing discussion, because I was very, very happy about the discussion. It was a very good discussion, but it really bothered me. And there was a discussion on the radio. I think it was by the one and only Kathy. Uh, she was running it. And the discussion was about um, violence and abuse towards women, where it's up to in what's causing it, why are the rates so high, why is it so difficult, what's happening, why do people treat women that way? And I was very disturbed. And I was not not because um, we were talking about it in Chai FM, I think that's the right thing, I was disturbed because that's still around and that's a topic. So I started looking around the world, as I do every time that there is something that I care about, and I found that not everybody's like that. And there's actually... Two men, surprisingly enough, two men living in Israel who started a whole movement and education system for women run by women. They actually have phone call, phone centers and people you can call and consult and learn and educate um, women to women. But the people that are running it are actually two men. One of them is even a rabbi. And they put this whole program together in order to make the world healthier, safer, etc. Not only that they're running this program in their country, where they live in Israel, that's already running in 14 countries. One of them is launching right now in South Africa. And I don't think there's a better show for them to be on to start launching the program and what it's about. So I think we'll get right to it. Good afternoon to Rabbi Yitzhak Melber and Tzvi Goldman. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Okay, so we, it's, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that not everybody's evil and that there is what to learn, there is what to educate, and there is what to achieve. Um, so you're here today in South Africa because you're launching a new hotline here um, for women uh, to be consulted by women. I know this is running in 14 countries, nine languages, a lot going on. Tell us about your program. Good afternoon. Our program called Taharenu is all about empowering women, educating couples with the latest innovation so they can upgrade the quality of life. And this is really for young couples up to uh, older couples. 
Well, we are now today in our generation as a very interesting stage that we have in one hand very advanced technologies, a lot of information going on, but it's very dynamic. It's getting too complicated, too much going on in the medical world. Most people don't have access to make the right decisions. They don't have access to education. Of course, in the Jewish communities, most of the topics in women's health will be even very taboo. It won't be in the curriculum in the schools. So when a couple is really struggling with something, they won't know really what's available and how to make the right decision. Why is it different than any other health issue? So the truth is that women's health was uh, misdiagnosed for many years, many issues. For example, if a woman would have uh, terrible pain, most doctors and not only in the Jewish community, would misdiagnose. In America, it was just published last year that the average woman who uh, suffers from the condition called endometriosis, which is very heavy pain once a month, she would be usually waiting for between 10 to 12 years, seeing different gynecologists and specialists, till one will pick up and diagnose it. So you're saying basically when um, during the uh, women's cycle, when they're going through lots of pain, so doctors will just give painkillers and not diagnose and not deal with it? In general medicine today, it becomes very advanced. So in every country, the doctors are subspecializing. It's not anymore so much of a use of being a general doctor because every topic has so much knowledge and you need to be a specialist. Every issue has so many methods to deal with how to solve the issue. So even the doctor is not necessarily specialized in all the issues. So, so mm-hmm. of course, the patients don't have access to this advanced knowledge, especially when it's changing all the time. So, yeah, well, we, we, we do live in a world that uh, we have lots of knowledge, and at the same time, we have lots of confusion because so much knowledge is around. And um, I think, so you're coming and you're balancing it. You're saying, okay, we have the knowledge, but we'll also share it through a call center, through communicating with women directly. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, we actually deal in, in the three levels. And the number one would be helping education on the personal level. So each person, whenever they have any challenge and they don't feel this is the right uh, state they should be in, can reach out. And this hotline is actually anonymous, so they don't have... No reason why not to call. And they can call from a very private issue to very simple issues to check out what's available today, what can be this. By giving us the symptoms, we can educate them what's the medical advanced and this issues, how we can deal. Of course, they have to still reach out to the local doctors afterwards. The number two, we'll do edu- we'll, we will do education in the, as we started yesterday when we're launching here with all the leaders in the community. And when we say leaders, it means all the rabbis and the other leaders in the community who are involved in general health or in general issues in the community to educate them about awareness of different problems and, of course, also of different solutions. And the number three is that we would put together a coalition of experts. And we started today meeting different specialists, doctors, hospitals, medical systems, as we do in other countries, so we can actually put together and being of a benefit for the community through this coalition. Okay. So we uh, put uh, so uh, okay before we continue I will um offer anybody if anybody has any questions for um Svi Goldman or the rabbi rabbi um Yitzhak Melber please 34519 is the SMS line or 0618951019 is a Telegram line. 0618951019 is Telegram line 34519 is SMS or even call 010140 
1-800-3020. And we are talking right now with Rabbi Yitzchak Melber and Zvi Goldman about their amazing program that's become international. I mean, 14 countries, nine languages, a lot happening just about health for women, um, making sure that um, everything's addressed and not directly to painkillers and seeing everything's okay. Short break, and we will be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 Hi FM, We are back in the middle of a fascinating discussion of with Rabbi, um, Rabbi, I'm like, I remember Rabbi Yitzchak Melber and Tzvi Goldman, who are the founder and the director of Taharenu, which is an organization that is running around the world with 48 professional women leading it together with, in 14 countries, nine languages, and their message is one. Their message is stop suffering silence, right? Did I get the message correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. Stop suffering in silence because what you're identifying is houses, families that are really suffering quietly from something that could be helped, something that could be treated, impact of women that are in physical pain that due to their uh, their cycle becoming abnormal, uh, into um, stress, into emotional stress, into physical stress, and you're there to help. And that's where you put the program to. So, obviously, any questions you have, anything you want to add to the conversation, 34519 is the SMS line. Or Telegram, 061-895-1019, which would work on WhatsApp as well. Or you could just call in, 010-140-3020. So, who, who are you telling, stop keep suffering quietly? Who's out there suffering that we're addressing? So the first group would be women regarding the issues of their cycles, their bleeding, any abnormal uterine bleeding should be considered that there is a lot of innovation today. And even if they were educated in the past that this is something there's nothing to do about, or the doctors, they reached out to the local experts and they were said, you know, maybe there's not too much to do, it's just get used to it or take any painkiller. Today, with a new innovation, every woman in every age and stage in life as a real big chapter, and what do you say when you say educated in the past that there's nothing to do about it? Past, you mean twenty years ago, thirty years ago, five years ago? When did these this information and knowledge kick in? Even two years ago, a year ago, things have been changed. So if we take the topic for we started before, terrible pain when a woman gets a period, and medically she might be diagnosed with a condition called endometriosis. Just a few months ago, it was the first time in the world it was launched a medication, a non-hormonal medication, for this woman. Now, until now, there was really nothing to do besides or using contraception, trying to skip the period, or trying to do uh, operations, which is a very aggressive method. And really, the message when using innovation or using new methods of medicine today is to go for the concept of minimally invasive gynecology, Rather less operations and even less medication by doing the right diagnose. So we would empower the woman to educate herself and even to diagnose herself more or less what's going on with her physiology, with her physical issues, so she can reach out. When you're saying diagnose herself, that's a very dangerous concept. Um, 
Uh, so many times we tell people, don't diagnose yourself with Google. Don't diagnose yourself with uh, just lots of information. What do you mean diagnose yourself and how far would you go with it? So, of course, not with Google. That's just going to be usually confusing. Even from... Uh, One of the top, worst things ever. Top uh, websites, it's too much information. But what we try to do in the Tyrenu movement, in the Tyrenu hotline specifically, is to be very individual by taking first the whole background. On this case, knowing the age and stage of their life and, and really all the details of the symptoms, and then to give them the right education so they can actually make the informed decisions, what is right for them to do. So it's like very uh, a close conversation, I'd say, because you're calling somebody in a hotline that you don't know and you're, you're kind of uh, sharing with them. On the other hand, it could be that your professional is sitting in a different country. Although it's a local number, you have an international center. Correct. Let's hear the, the director of it. Uh, Correct. That, that's a great point that you make. Um, the hotline is um, centered in Israel, we do have local numbers in, as you said, 14 countries now launching here in South Africa. And the beauty of that is, is that these women manning the hotline, these 48 professional women are women that are well versed in all areas of women's reproductive health. They go through anywhere between, you know, 80 and 100 hours of classroom training on women's reproductive health issues. They then go through another of six months, roughly, of internship on our hotline, whereby they're sitting in shadowing a expert on our hotline before they can take their first call. So these are women that are trained, well-versed, and are constantly going through um, refresher courses. Every six weeks, we bring in a doctor or a professional in the field that either goes over topics that are most frequently called in on or that comes in to discuss with our advisors new innovations or procedures or even medications that are offered um, in the fields that are most commonly called about on our hotline. Um, and then you would recommend the, the caller to go back with that information to their doctor? or Absolutely. You would just- absolutely. We, we are not a medical hotline in the sense that we're dispensing prescriptions or dispensing medical uh, advice to the individual. What we'll do is we'll educate the caller as to what's going on inside their body, help them understand what's happening inside their body, and then by us having visited these communities and countries around the world and built up these coalitions, as Rabbi Melber had alluded to earlier, with doctors and medical providers in each area around the world, we're then able to advise the woman with which specialist would be most appropriate to visit in their local area. So, for example, if a woman from Johannesburg had called with a particular issue, up until now, we can give them very general information about what's going on, but we would not be able to take that level of care to the next level by having a conversation with her about what's available locally to her here in South Africa by, because we would not have had the understanding of the medical map of Johannesburg or of the medical providers or insurance or how any of that worked. 
And now, now, and that's what you're doing here. That's what we're doing here. Okay. Um, uh, Well, there's a whole bunch of questions that I actually want to ask about what we're talking. First of all, what is the background of these professionals answering? Is it more from the emotional field, from the leadership, from the um, medical field? Where where are they coming from? So uh, the idea really what we do is called in the medical uh, field, we call it empowering women. It's called medically where we improve the woman's health. By education. And going back to the level of education, that means that we have to do a lot of research. We do this every month. We fly around the world and involve with uh, all the big institutions. If it's in Europe, in the States, in Israel. Being that we have the latest technologies, information, that sometimes uh, doctors and hospitals are reaching out to us to get this information. Being on the latest updates gives us opportunity to help the woman with the easiest ways. And it's not only a Jewish ways, make it shorter at the time by knowing the right direction where to go, but it's also usually much more easier, much more comfortable. The reason why we adopt the new technologies is it's usually going to be less invasive, less side effects, and the same thing with medications. And you take a topic like contraception, which for the last 50 years, the change uh, from 50 years ago of the levels of hormones, the type of hormones, and the side effects till we're, we're up to now, it's true it's available over 185 different pills, but every woman has a background, has a family, and it's important, and this is what we do. No woman has the ability herself to judge being with her situation what's the right thing for her. And guess what? There's no way to know up front what's going to work the best for her but when we empower her and take in the information, giving him to know what to discuss with the doctor, she can have a 10, 15 minutes very productive discussion, communication with the doctor by knowing more or less the advantages and disadvantages of all the options available today. You can, you have been saying every woman has a family, and it almost sounds like you're referring to married women, to women that are uh, uh, in relationships. What's with women that are younger? Or women that are old, or just not in a relationship, or kids in school. Where is their education coming? Is it relevant? What everything you you're working with? What does that come in place? If you take a topic uh, like the condition of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, when a lot of families have it in the family, that they will have eventually also maybe irregular cycles, but it has an impact of the whole health in the whole life cycle, and it's super important that young girls. When they get a cycle, if they, the mothers, they, if they know that they have this in the family, they should educate them and being careful about a life cycle because those, which is about 12 to 15 percent of the population, if they will get, for example, overweight, it will be very difficult for them to lose the weight and they might go into problems of infertility. Is that something that the school system should be adapting to? So we do, we do work with a lot of, as I said before, a lot of leadership, uh, leaders in the community in all different levels absolutely believe that this is uh, our opportunity to bring in the innovation and to the very simple level wherever it's possible we understand that culture is different from one school to the other some schools would be more open to put into the curriculum and some doctors would have more time would do even more education do you have a curriculum for schools and for kids so we work we build curriculums we've definitely done this in the states in America and Israel uh, for all different types of schools, we uh, open for creating individual programs, also in education for the school teachers and all the professionals. 
We have done for therapists, uh, as you mentioned before, emotional issues. So it's super important for therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists to understand also the medical side of it in both levels, also in the, from the female and also from the family, and to understand when a woman is not at her best and she has difficulties, it's not just anxiety, but it's having an impact on the whole function on the family. I want to talk about that a bit because um, I don't know how much we're aware of the side effects of the stress. And I want to hear from your side, like women that have been in touch with you and have improved and have diagnosed these things, has how did it have an impact on their marriage life as them as parents, their communications in the community? Like if I'm just thinking of the stress of a lady who doesn't have who to go to and trying to function and then suddenly there is, where does that impact at home? So the feedback is tremendous. And what we get uh, from the couples and from uh, the people involved in, in the families is that there's a 360 degree change and for the whole family once a woman is at her best. And being that when she's using this knowledge, and knowledge is power, so she gets, of, of course, the gain, she is gaining control of her life cycle. And you take a topic like unexpected bleeding. Many people have such a disturbed life when they don't have any control. And once we give them this back today, not only have a healthier life, but also they have a much happier life. They, f- they, they don't feel surprised every time from different uh, stress times, but they have the full control when and how and what they should experience. Much healthier and much easier for the whole family. Okay, so there is a, a tremendous impact. So I'm just going to remind we're in the middle of a very interesting discussion with the uh, the leader, founder, Rabbi uh, Yitzhak Melber, Rabbi Yitzhak Melber, the leader and founder of Taharenu and the director, uh, Tzvi Goldman, uh, the CEO of the um, organization. Okay, so we're, we're going into the side effects of the family. What is the position... And what kind of training can a mother seek if she wants to start discussing these topics with her daughter? Let's say the school system doesn't have uh, what to offer. Do you have uh, external uh, curriculum or concept or idea or answer through the hotline for a mother who her daughter is just reaching the age? We would highly recommend that every mother should be in touch with her daughter, especially when it comes to reproductive issues like cycles, irregular cycles, being careful. For example, if someone uh, uh, had a regular cycle for two years and with the age of 18 all of a sudden it gets irregular, shorter cycles or missing cycles, it might be a medical condition called POI, pre-ovarian insufficiency. It's very important to get the knowledge about this condition and this with the symptoms. The same if it's the condition mentioned before PCOS. If she gets irregular cycles all of a sudden or from begin with, it's staying irregular, it's important to take into account using not alternative medicine, but with the doctors. Some vitamins are very good for these issues, and even if it's not yet in a married life, it's definitely making a very big difference how the life cycle is going to be for the next few years. So the education, it's only the mother would have the access, of course, to this, to the daughter, uh, besides the school. Do we have any information of external medication like um, antidepressants or any um, other kind of medication that will affect the cycle? And when somebody comes with a problem, you'd say, oh, are you taking something already in a different field that will affect this? Absolutely. We always start the conversation with asking what else is she taking or any conditions because uh, without a doubt, the whole life, the whole personality of a person 
the mental and the physical is interrelated, and we must know what's going on in both levels in order to give the real uh, holistic approach. Okay, so um, we do have to take another a short break, but when we finish, the, when we come back from the break, I want to more discuss about the educational side of part of it, because I almost feel like I'm sitting with a doc- doctor. I know you're sitting with a rabbi and a CEO, but I, I almost feels like all the medical terms and all the information, and, and this is not the medical show, per se, has that as well. Uh, it's just that um, the the reach out, the call that we need to educate ourselves to take responsibility and need to educate the community. There are answers. How do we take responsibility of our health, of our life, of our families? That's where I think we need to go into. In the meantime, any question you have, you want to share three four five one nine. If you have an opinion, send it in. We want to hear it. Um, we every time there's something new happening in the community, we'd like to hear. Uh, do you think it's necessary? What do you think can be added? 34519 is SMS line. 061-895-1019 is a telegram line. Or you can always call in 010-140-3020. And by the way, 061-895-1019 would work on WhatsApp as well. Short break and we will be right back. RFM 101.9 megahertz of life. So back to our conversation with... Um, um, with the rabbis, um, ra- sorry, I said rabbis, rabbi and, C- and CEO of a Taharian organization, Rabbi Yitzhak Melber and Svi Goldman that are here in South Africa. So we spoke a lot about what women can find and see um, and get helped by the hotline, uh, which is very important. And we're also going to get to events that you're running here in South Africa soon. But I want to hear more from the ed- educational part of site, our responsibility. Do you find really the that we live in a stage and at times that people are taking extra responsibility to use all the knowledge and all the information that's out there or we kind of flooded with information and we don't research enough so when we're talking about talking about the age of women over the age of 40 40 to 60 um, definitely a stage in life which is no system yet in, in state there's no system built for education for those women this is a group of uh, large a large group of the community everyone in this age needs to have education uh, we discussed today with different community leaders how to create these programs locally having doctors and experts to educate by classes and other events as well our event knowing what's going on in the body in this age knowing the differences of the changes, knowing what's symptoms, and then to go in of solutions. But first to know about the symptoms, also in the intimate life and also in the physical life and emotional life, it absolutely affects every single woman. And we can not only improve the quality of life, we can also save lives, literally save lives by having this new information, new guidelines, and access to the best education in this field. The same applies to young couples, relevant to the topics of infertility or miscarriages, RPL, recurrent pregnancy loss, or threat miscarriages, and the topics of contraception, and so on and so forth. And, uh, of course, the topics of abnormal uterine bleeding. This is things which is really very dynamic, and uh, we need to create these programs. It's not only about a hotline. It's not only about our website. It's absolutely, first. the first uh, program would be starting uh, tonight and going on with different conferences to doing education 
knowing first of all of the issues, having the awareness, <laughs> that's going to be the key. Okay, and and does this awareness become because many times we hear about um, awareness and discussion around things that people feel they're desperate, people feel the need. Are people really feeling the need and desperate to change and to and to really improve their knowledge and their abilities? So the the short answer to that question is absolutely. What we've <laughs> what we've seen over over the years is as we've been expanding into more countries. Not only are we getting um, more calls, obviously, for, from the additional countries, but we're getting people that are taking the opportunity to first look on the Internet. And like you said earlier, there's a little bit of information overload that they're being greeted with and that they encounter. And the That's calls, a little understatement. A little <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. um, and what we're finding is not only are the calls a little bit more complex where people are you know, confused, but the volume of calls as well has risen dramatically. We're, we're at a point now at Tarena where we're fielding, you know, upwards of 3,200 calls every month from... Can you say that peop- again? 2,000? 3,200 calls every month. Um, okay. And, you know... We're, the calls, like I said, and that's they, a team of forty-eight people can cover all of them. It's a team of forty-eight people. We, we, in addition to that, we have case managers that are dealing with the cases that are, you know, more complex. You know, and and some people, those that live locally within Israel, do have the benefit of of what's called you know in-person meetings where they can come down and meet with our specialists, um, as well as when we are traveling abroad, which is quite often, um, we do take that opportunity to meet with couples locally. Um, which, which I can't understate the importance of that. Um, it gives us a tremendous view into the community and some of the challenges that people in these communities are, are faced with all over the world. Um, but to answer your question, yes, education is something that people are, are sorely lacking in, but are very thirsty for. And, and we'll turn to all areas be it the internet, social media, and now that there's there's a hotline that they can call for free with a local number easily accessible up until, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock every night, um, that's definitely an, an address that people do turn to. Right, so we will get to that, that information. So I, I got to say that um, I, I did hear from uh, uh, people that were at last night's event, and that's why I give extra time on the show because... Um, Usually the interviews are shorter. That it was fascinating and and really um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that you also have tonight an event and Wednesday night. What's going on? Correct. So so this week is an extremely packed week. We 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 came into town yesterday. Lovely flight. Um, we we had an event last night for for rabbis and um, chassan teachers and and there are some doctors there as well. There was a wonderful turnout, um, and and we appreciate everybody who came and, and gave up their evening to join. Um, what we noticed was that people not only stayed for for the main lecture the first hour, but they also stayed for the extra hour of Q and A. And there's clearly a, a desire for this information in the community. Um, Tonight, right? We're tonight be, is for Rebbitzins. Tonight, we're going to be having another event for for Rebbitzins, um, you know, Kala teachers and female, you know, leaders and people that are active in the community. Um, there's also going to be another event on Wednesday evening, and that's at Kolel Yachol, right? 
tonight's event at Kolol Yachol. Correct, is at okay. Kolol Yachol yes. at 7.15. Um, and then on Wednesday night, there's an event for, for the general po- female population. Um, all women are, are invited, you know, to, to this event on, on Wednesday Finally, night. Finally, men are left out, okay? <laughs> Indeed. And that's when? And that, that is, that is Wednesday evening. Um, at the base. At the base. At the base, Wednesday evening at the base. Okay, so, oh wow, so, and, and then, so, um, except for the events for the public, I know I've heard from some doctors, psychologists that you've been in touch. Um, we are getting into our last, last part of the show and we still need to go into a bit more of practically getting it out to the public. So, another quick break and we will be right back. RFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9 We are back to the last part of today's show and we had a really interesting discussion, fascinating I'd say, with the leaders of the Taharenu organization and the rabbi, the, the founder, the uh, CEO, director. And you know, one thing that, that's really inspires me and I know you're here to talk about South Africa because South Africa you're leading and 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 I, I, I can I guess that we're the first one out of Africa continent at least that because we're only number 14 on the list of the countries but at least in Africa we we got there and there's one thing that I think is very important not in South Africa uh, many times when a couple is struggling far away from home, when a couple is struggling and they don't have their natural support system and their doctor that knows them for the past 20 years and the people that they feel comfortable with and knowing the medical system, Taharenu will guide them in their country what they need. So if you're living in Israel for a year, two, three after you get married, which quite a lot of people do that here, and if your children are in Israel, and they're just newly married or first few years and they're going through a lot of stress, Taharenu would privately lead them through the process of everything they need if they have a struggle. Is that correct? So infertility in Israel is is one of the most advanced places in the world. Not only financially it's covered to 90%, but also the technology is very advanced. However, the bureaucracy, the complexity of the issues can be very difficult for couples. And as you mentioned before, the emotional issues, and also to have the ability to put together a map. It's not in one hospital, but there's so many different hospitals, different experts. What we would do with them is a real case management. They will have a case manager. They will really guide them, be with them, hold their hands from A really up to the baby. So this is what we do on a daily basis for all. And the costs are reasonable? So we don't charge anything from the it's couple. It's free. It's completely free. The whole program is completely free. Absolutely. Free. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So then really, the, I can't think of a real reason not to call, uh, to, to be fair about that. Okay. So then, in, so, so i sorry, I had to run over to out of South Africa because I do care a lot about our kids that are overseas and don't have somebody uh, to be there for them. In one sentence, who, um, in the new calling center in South Africa, which we'll give the number very shortly. Who is it for? It's for every Jewish mother, every woman, um, mainly married woman, regarding all the challenges they have and uh, gynecological issues. It could be anything to do with the cycle issues, up to reproductive issues and intimacy issues and miscarriages. And as I mentioned before, up to the age of the 50s and 60s, to menopause and premenopause and all the challenges. So any challenge, anything you have, the they will guide you on the hotline. 
011, and this is the South African number, 011-568-9680. Do you have a website? Tarenu.com. Tarenu.com. Okay. So anybody who wants to be in touch, 011-568-9680 is the Tarenu hotline here in South Africa, obviously connected to the international one. And you have Tarenu.com as the organization. And just a quick reminder, Kolonial tonight for uh, Rebitzin's Color Teachers Educations at... Um, I think 7.15, and at the base, for all women in the community, 7.45, this coming up Wednesday, Wednesday at um, base, at the base. Rabbi... Uh, Yitzhak Melbourne. Rabbi, of course, Rabbi Yitzhak Melbourne and Tzvi Goldman. Goldman from Tarenu. Thank you so much for being with you, with us, and thank you so much for taking this caring opportunity and really coming out there for free and pushing in the community throughout the world and we wish you lots and lots of luck and Hatzlacha thank you thank you very much 101.9 we have this is like every other great show we've got to the end to the end of the show we will be back again please God next Monday 2 to 3 in the meantime keep safe and do something good for someone have a great day